I'm still loving that intro music, John. That was well chosen. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Very, so, very well chosen. After you literally were just yelling at me, I, I appreciate the the good vibes coming yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. I just said start the show. <laughs> that's, um, that's not exactly what you said, but. We're explicit. We, we, could, we could say whatever. I think yeah. I said start the fucking show. You, you but, said start the fucking show. <laughs> but, I mean, we've been sitting here talking for, what, an hour with our headphones on in front of the microphone we and not recording any, anything. So yeah. maybe we should should start the episode Two because we had episode zero, episode two of the same shade of difference uh, my notes, podcast. My notes are wrong. My notes now say episode three. So uh, we're already what, off on a good start. I can't hit the record button and I can't label my notes. So and I also think in the last episode, I called it episode two instead of one because we did the other one zero, and we were going to fix that in post, but. We're not ever gonna ever fix anything in post. No, if, if I have to fix something in post, we've we've already we've already failed. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's, that's okay. absolutely. Well, we've we've really already failed starting this podcast because we said as much as we love Braxton Brewing, we needed to switch up our game because it was gonna. If they're not coming through with some some sponsorship in in terms of beer, we need to drink some other breweries beer. We need to spread the love, which we have 1 million percent not done in this episode. We have not. Yeah. So once again, we're drinking uh, something from uh, Braxton that we both love. And, yep. and it's been available for a while. I don't, I don't know if this particular one is still around. You may be able to get cans, but we've had these cans for a little while. Yeah, we, we got these cans like a few months ago. Um, I might head over that way this afternoon, so I'll find out. But um yeah, it's I don't think I don't think it's been on draft since I have been in this area. So I think it was only cans when I started going to Braxton. So we should say that we're drinking the raspberry milkshake IPA. Yes. From Braxton yes. Brewing. I think last week, week before last, they rolled out a tangerine milkshake IPA, which I've not had. Have but you had that? I have not. That sounds really, really good. Yeah, so it it, it sounded good to me. And then I was thinking uh, 27th, there's something special uh, rolling out again as well. I believe that email that we get from our friends at Braxton, um, which I've deleted, but... Um, there's something special rolling out on the 27th. Okay, I'll have to look. I I have not seen that. I can't remember if it was another milkshake IPA or if it was something else. Uh, and it seemed to be a labs thing. So it was okay. it, it was a labs uh, uh, Braxton Labs uh, beer that was rolling out. So right. I'll I'll keep an eye out for it. But I, I have not had a. Uh, bad or even average beer from Braxton uh, in a while in terms of their, their, all their new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I am, I am pretty selective, right? So I know the kinds of beer I like. So if it's something that I think I'm not going to be a huge fan of just cause I don't really care for that style of beer too much. Uh, I do avoid it, but uh, yeah, all the ones I have had have been, have been on point. Um, I will throw a little bit of love. I don't have any beer of theirs here now, but I was reminded of it because we talked about a few different milkshake IPAs. Uh, I went to Nine Giant in Cincinnati uh, over this past weekend. I'd never been there before. 
and they had the Orange Pineapple Positron Milkshake IPA, and it was fantastic. It, it looked crazy good when you were taunting me via text message. Yeah. yeah. I always appreciate that when I'm not able to drink and I'm uh, many miles away and you send those pictures. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And I, to be in, in all fairness, I send them to the entire team uh, that we work with so that everyone can know the deliciousness I'm having. Yeah, I had that. They had a really good, it was called Super Villains. It was a New England IPA. It was also extremely good. So All right. that those were the two I had there. I definitely need to go back. They have like uh, a, a decent food selection from what it looked like. I did not eat there at the time, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be making my way back over there. I've eaten there and uh, really enjoyed it. I've only been there, I think, twice. Okay. Once I drank and once I ate and drank. And uh uh, I recall it being uh, a really good meal. I don't remember what I had. And they even do um, beer cocktails because Jenny doesn't oh, yeah. uh, really drink the the craft beers. Uh, she's always looking for a Michelob Ultra or a uh, um, wine of some type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had some uh, uh, craft, co- craft beer cocktails at the time that I was there that uh, she really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I always liked uh, my old Kentucky foam in Georgetown's the same way. Um, they've usually got like three or four different beer cocktails they'll make um, along with just, they've got like a regular bar too with a bunch of bourbon and can make other stuff. But um, it is still nice to be able to go to a place and get something that's still like quintessentially them, you know, like their beer is still the main component of it, but it's not just beer. If people don't like beer, not that, you and I know anybody who uh, doesn't happen to, to like beer or anything, right? I don't really like beer. Is that our friend Brandy that doesn't uh, really like beer? That was our friend Brandy. Um, she allegedly... I don't even really like beer that much. Boy, Eventually, we're trolling her will get old. Nah, probably nah, not. Nah, it's going to be... It's going to keep being a thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, what what kind of... That's, that's what you expect, though, from... Do, 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 do. True, 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 absolutely. The, I don't think trolling her is ever going to get old. I'm just curious how long it's going to take before we have an entire page of this soundboard <laughs> dedicated solely to sounds from Brandy. Brandy sounds. Yeah, there's going to be an entire page of the soundboard it's just called Brandy. So we should get these uh, episodes uh, published uh, pretty soon and not say anything. And just see, does she listen? Yes. Because I listen to everything that you and Brandy yep, publish. Absolutely. And then uh, see what the reaction is. See if we're either dead to her <laughs> or uh, if there is uh, revenge. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I mostly converse with Brandy, uh, if not via phone call through Signal, uh, which if you've never used Signal before, it's... It does give you things like delivery receipts and read receipts within the application. So um, we'll see if I get left on red <laughs> after this episode. Good luck. So. Yeah, it, I think uh, me, you, Brandy, one of my buddies that I communicate with on Signal and Edward Snowden are the only people that use it because uh, it's not very valuable other than than that. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I like it. It's a good app. I mean, and I have it installed like on my MacBook too. Um pretty pretty useful but just getting getting people to install it is not that barriers just makes it dead for like 95 percent of people probably more security and privacy um is 
there's not been a solution yet that makes it sticky enough mm-hmm. and compelling enough for people to do it other than people, the nerds like us. Yes. yes. So not to uh, be too political, but I would consider this a social issue, not a political issue. And we've said that social issues are certainly within our, our wheelhouse. You mentioned my old Kentucky foam. Uh, you've been there. Mm-hmm. I've not been there. Uh, you've been there a number of times. And yeah, I'll send right, you a, a link. Uh Earlier in the week, the kind of disappointing that uh, somebody somebody anonymously reached out to them and kind of trashed them and said, "We're no longer coming mm-hmm. here because uh, um, they had a diversity flag up because they were celebrating the city of Georgetown uh, uh, making it an inclusive community." Yeah. I know you and I feel the same way on mm-hmm. on that topic and. Uh, that was incredibly disheartening that uh, somebody would go so far out of their way as to to really call them out and and say, uh, "I will never patronize your your establishment again because you support uh, uh, treating people fairly." Essentially, yeah, I found it I found it amusing, um, and, and I say amusing when I really mean sad um, that because they they in the article they posted. A, you know, a snippet of the the letter that the, the owners received. Um, and yeah, you're right. So Georgetown had passed a fairness act. And so they had hung a, a pride flag in the, in the business, which, you know, I think is awesome. Um, and the letter though said, you know, while I think that, you know, everyone deserves a place to live. I'm like, everything you say after that sentence is negating the sentence. Like I, everyone deserves a place to live. You may as well say, but it's not here, right? Because exactly. like I'm so bothered by that, and I don't know. I I know we're we're of like minds. I can't imagine that somebody else getting more rights to have a better life like somehow negatively impacts me. I it just it's too foreign for me. I don't understand that, but yeah, it is. It is disappointing, and uh, you know, I I hope that's not like a trend as, you know, I just moved out of Georgetown, but it's it's definitely grown more progressive over the years. I know of at least a handful of other businesses there uh, with similar flags up, one of which is like right on the corner of Main Street uh, and it's hanging in a window. So you can like see it as you drive by, which I'm always like rock on and it's a cool place to a little coffee shop. But uh, yeah, it was it was disappointing. Um, but, you know, my, my reaction to it was definitely, hey, next time I'm in Georgetown, because I'll still be there a handful of times as I wrap up some stuff with my old apartment, like I'm definitely going to swing by. Like I will show my support for them doing this. So um, hopefully more of the community comes out and does the same. That'd be and, awesome. And I've been wanting to get over there, but but this will increase the impetus yeah. for me to get over there. Jenny and I, I sent it to you and I sent it to her and, and we had a similar conversation that you and I had over, over text. And, you know, I, I'm going to try to get over there this weekend, if nothing else to have a beer and, and uh, I, I'll tell whoever's working that I'm, I'm here because of right, that letter. Right. Um, um, I just think that's a sad indictment of uh, part of our society. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do, uh, I do give props to the owners though, for, uh, you know, deciding to, to talk to some reporters about it, get it published out there as opposed to just like, you know, change their behavior. Right. Instead of saying like, Oh man, people are angry. Like maybe we should take stuff down or whatever. They're like, nah, we're going to leave this up. But we're like, we're going to, 
let it be known like this is kind of our stance and how we're going to run the business so absolutely big, big props to them which is cool and I've, I've talked to both the owners uh they're a decent bit i mean they it's a real small operation so they are frequently like working behind the bar and stuff which is pretty cool so. all right good to know i'll uh i'll maybe get a description from you when i know i'm going over there yeah. or who knows maybe it'll be us going over there sometime right but, if uh, i'm in the area <laughs> but definitely the, those are the those are the sort of owners that um that believe in people that believe in kind of the young, mm-hmm. one human family thing that that I believe in and you believe in and and um we need to support them yeah and i don't know it's just it, it was really surprising to me just because like i've i've hung out there a good bit i've probably been there a few dozen times and um, I've been there in like the middle of the day when there's just a couple of people. I've been there on like Saturday nights when it's packed. And the vibe is always like not that. It's always been like a super chill, inclusive place. You meet all kinds of people um, who probably like when I moved to Georgetown about a decade ago, you would never expect to like run into that diverse of a crowd in a place like Georgetown. So um, I really like that they've sort of cultivated that that sort of vibe and that sort of culture there. So. Absolutely. And and those are the sort of places that I like to hang out as well, that, uh, that there's everybody there. Right. Absolutely. Very cool. So not to, not to bring us down, but, but I think that's important that, that we need to, to vocally, um, be inclusive and support people and, and, uh, everybody doesn't have to be the same. Right. Right. And I mean, unless it negatively affects your life and somehow I just don't. And and ninety nine percent of the things that people get wrapped around the axle on don't affect them directly. No, not at all. They just they they don't like something and they just can't let it be. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of that, you and I are probably going to disagree on the uh, the content of the subject of uh, our topic. So uh, probably. So we're going to talk about uh, music streaming. Uh, services today we we were going to talk about streaming services and as we unpeeled it i think we both decided that oh there's enough meat in the music to talk about that maybe we should talk about some of those other things uh in a different episode yeah not only that i I think you and i are both in that position of um having a lot of services that we subscribe to for different things that uh, I would benefit from some additional time to, you know, actually figure out what all of those are. Cause when you first mentioned it, I was like, I don't know if I've got enough to really talk about. To, and I started making a list. I'm like, oh, and then there's this thing. And then there's this thing. And then there's this other thing. Holy crap. I subscribe to so much shit. How do I do all this? So yeah. Yeah, and that that subscription episode that we'll have sometime in the future, we might end that episode uh, feeling pretty sad when we figure out how much money we're both spending. Um, I really tried while putting together the early version of my list to not think about the dollar value associated with each of those things. So yeah, I'm going to do my best to put my head in the sand. Ignorance is bliss. They provide good services. I'll I'll keep I'll keep subscribing, but. Uh, so where do you want to start on this music stuff? Uh, um, I know we use some things similarly, but other things uh, you dive deeper into and, and I dive deeper into other services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my, my main thing, uh, it's been my main jam for quite some time now, was uh, is Spotify. Um, Spotify is the one 
I've stuck with for probably two or three years now. Um, there are a handful of reasons for that. And really, one of the big ones is that I, I often find, let me backtrack a little bit, I often find that Spotify is not the best as far as like, uh, you know, performance or their applications or that sort of thing. Like I run into all kinds of issues with the Spotify app on Android, just shitting itself all the time. And I get really irritated with it. You know, the, the app on windows and Mac is like, it's okay. I mean, it's an Electron app. So if you've got any familiarity with Electron, you're basically running like an entire instance of the Chrome browser just for this one thing. And it's like real heavy, it's just kind of a wrapper around it a, is. a browser. It, yep, yep. It's instead of just using a, a PWA, you're like, I'm just going to run my entire own instance of Chrome. And you're like, well, that's stupid, but okay, it, it works. It's just really heavy on resources. Um, PWA being progressive web app. Um, so from that perspective, it's it's often just not the best. Um, but man, they're like music customization personalization, recommendations, all that stuff is just so killer that every other service I've tried to use in the past two years, I I give up in like a week and I go back to Spotify. That sort of like whatever algorithms they've got running on the back end to figure that stuff out, that is, that is 100% the reason why I choose them as opposed to any other services. And that makes sense. Um, so... I'm trying to, I'm paying for, you know, everything. Right. And so trying to figure out, you know, could I, could I not pay for some of the services and, and just concentrate on one or the other. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I haven't, I haven't gotten there and we'll talk about some of those reasons on some of the other ones. I won't muddy the water, but, but I really like, um, Spotify for, some of the some of the ways that I can the diversity of the music and some of the ways I can build my playlist. Mm -hmm. So I am a um, I'm less a discovery person. I'm more of a this is my mood and these are the artists mm -hmm. I want to listen to and I build playlists in that manner. Um, I will frequently take an artist and kind of build a playlist with my favorite songs of that artist because I don't like everything that that an artist has. Um, but, uh, so recently I told you that, uh, I was amazed. I was on a work trip in Florida, uh, last week and, uh, I had to call you and say, are you sitting down? Um, my rental car has USB C in it and I was just shocked by it. Um, but the other thing it had was Apple play. It had, it, it had Android play or Android, uh, Android auto, Android auto, and uh, Apple CarPlay, and um, so um, I, I was able to to play with that, and and first time I've I've been able to to get into the Apple Mobility uh, solution, and um, it was fantastic. And and interestingly, both my my favorite podcast uh, uh, app, which we'll probably have an episode on podcast down the road, but Overcast from Marco Armit. Um, it was actually on there, and and with ease, I could listen to podcasts, and and then Spotify had a had a decent interface on it, and so I used some of those those auto discovery modes because they were easier than me, kind of paging down and and getting to some of my playlist, and 
it was interesting how good a job their algorithms did in um, the what what is their terminology the the daily. Yeah, well, they they do a few different things uh, that they feed those algorithms into. So every day you get five daily mixes. Yeah, um, and those are just sort of playlists that are going to be usually like genre similar. I'll say. based on what you've liked and listened to in the past. Uh, every Those are different every day. Um, usually they're not going to be brand new tracks. Occasionally like a new song you've never heard before might get sprinkled in. For the most part, those are all going to be ones you've listened to before and seem to react positively to. Uh, every Monday you get a Discover Weekly playlist. That playlist is going to be new tracks you've not listened to that fit the things you've you've previously enjoyed listening to uh, but they're not necessarily brand new in fact most of them will not be brand new most of them will be hey it's been out for a year two years three years whatever just kind of depending on what you like and what they fill in uh, and then every friday you get your release radar playlist which is similar to the discover weekly only it's new things usually that have released within the last couple of weeks and so all those all those kind of feed together um to make those playlists, which for me has been astounding because usually if I'm like in a certain mood, like you described, uh, if I don't want to go find one of my myriad playlists that I've created, usually one of those daily mixes will do the job. Uh, But then every week I definitely listen to my discover weekly and release radar uh, to stay on top of new stuff, kind of get some discovery going and then, uh, you know, stay on top of adding things to like the playlist I make, for example, for my other podcast um, that we, we keep out there. So I, uh, I, I definitely leverage those and that discovery is what's really beneficial for me. And, and so because of the Apple car solution, that was really the first time that I had taken advantage of those. Cause, cause mm-hmm. I, I just play my playlist right? and, um, I stayed on those. So I, I bounced between, you know, the daily one, two, and three, and, mm-hmm. and the, the radar release and, and, uh, or the release radar and, and all those things. And so I didn't play many of my playlists mm-hmm. while I was in the, in the car. At night, uh, in the hotel room, I did play my, my playlist because, you know, I was going to sleep or it was mellow time and I was working on the computer and I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear. But in the car, that was nice to have those, uh, that functionality. So, um, so I was, I was impressed by that. And so that's something that I'll, um, I'll listen to more often. Yeah. And it's, um, I've, I've heard some people start with Spotify cause I've my like default Christmas gift uh, for the past few years has just been, if you know, I, I know that you don't have some other music service already, just get like a gift card for Spotify. Um, seems like a pretty good option. But I've heard a few people say things like, oh, well, you know, the recommendations, like they weren't really what I was looking for. Uh, the the thing I would caution is that like anything else, it has to have some time, right, to kind of get a good feel for what what you particularly happen to like. And uh, as as a listener, you can facilitate some of that. They do offer on like those daily mixes and those weekly playlists. Um the ability to say like either like tap a heart and say like, Oh, I really like this particular song. Um, or there's like the, the circle with a line through it, you know, like the no smoking symbol, but, uh, 
that you can tap on and you can say like either I don't like this song or I don't like this artist entirely. Um, so it'll use that direct feedback along with just, hey, you you know, listen to this one artist for like seven hours last week. I bet you like things similar to that artist. So those all kind of feed together, but it just takes a little bit of time. So uh, if the, the recommendations aren't your jam uh, right off the bat, just kind of stick with it for a little while and it'll it'll get there. And, and I think that's good advice because um, they didn't really resonate with me and I, I didn't go back to them. But now that I've used the paid account for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, they were spot on. They were things I wanted to listen to, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were well done. So yeah. so I was impressed with all of those. And it, it'll even go to the point where, uh, so for example, for like indie music, uh, I, I strongly prefer listening to female vocalists. So almost everything that I listen to um, within that genre female vocalist and now it's to the point where like i will have a daily mix every single day that's indie and it'll only be female vocalists like it'll even get to that point where it says you never listen like every time i give you a song with like some dude singing indie you're just skipping it so um it, it gets pretty it does a pretty good job once it once it learns before we move away from spotify one of the things that i like too is is that uh people build a playlist. And so people that I like that are tastemakers build playlists. Those are easy to find on, on the interwebs. Uh, I know I follow uh, the unusually pink podcast playlist. And, and so that's uh, when I'm in a certain mood, I play that one. Uh, another one of my favorites. So there's a, um, a TV show on Amazon prime streaming. It's called Bosch. He's a, a Los Angeles police detective they're based on the books by Michael Conley. The books are outstanding. I've been reading the the Harry Bosch books for uh, years. And uh, most everything in the show is a mellow music. It's it's jazzy. There's even some R&B, but it's soft R&B. And uh, um, I thought once, I wonder if there's a playlist on Spotify that would be really good to play as I read at night and mm-hmm. as I'm wanting to drift off and go to sleep. And about 50% of the time, I start the Bosch playlist. And then I had an epiphany, which means I just wasn't paying attention. And so a lot of times at work, I will not play music because I need to think as I'm writing or something mm-hmm. like that. But it turns out on the Bosch playlist, it's more background music than it is anything else. And so I can actually throw my AirPods Pro on and play the the Bosch playlist from Spotify, and it doesn't interfere with my thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so it's a multiple purpose sort of thing. So so I do like it. Seems like most people build out those playlists on Spotify more than any place else. And uh, I like the fact that people go in and and do that, and I can can enjoy kind of their taste making. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of actual artists uh, will make playlists and and post those onto their social media. You know, hey, if I'm a musician, here's a playlist I made of like different stuff I like. It's always cool to listen to. And uh, probably the the place I go to the most for finding those is if you go to the Spotify subreddit. Uh, So just reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Spotify. Uh, Most of the posts there are just people sharing playlists they've made. And a lot of people put insane amounts of time into curating really good playlists um, and they'll usually flag it by like genre so you can know right off the bat like 
that's not really my cup of tea or like, Ooh, maybe I'll listen to that and get some good stuff out of it. So. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much time somebody, some, yeah. some of these people put in the playlist. Yeah. But that's definitely the platform people seem to gravitate towards for that. So I will say that you and Brandy have done a great job of, uh, cultivating uh, your your playlist i mean it's it's pretty big now how many songs are in it you think um i don't know about songs i mean it's like probably around 10 hours now maybe a little longer ah, yeah. um you know not to not to throw loki shade or anything or like you know give a little like humble brag uh, most of the playlist is me Ah, um, okay yeah we we couldn't actually the one of the downsides of spotify that i will mention um you can make public playlists that are collaborative so other people can add things to them but there isn't a way to lock down a playlist to only certain other accounts ah, so okay. we couldn't say like only brandy and i can edit the playlist that we want to promote we've talked about on our podcast link on our website or social media we don't want anyone else to go in and be able to change it um we want to be the only ones who can do that and there was not a good way to do that so as the creator of the playlist i can make changes to it um brandy will send me some stuff and be like hey i found this song and you know i'll add those to the playlist but just because i have more direct access to it because i do spend a good bit more time than she does listening to music uh, most of the songs on there are mine unless the song is bad in which case it was probably one that she wanted added so um um I'm sure Spotify is listening to our podcast. So, uh, hey, Spotify executives, uh, I think I just heard a recommendation from John that would be a valuable feature for lots of people. So uh, get on it. They do have like a community recommendation site too. You can go and submit those things. And I 100% have not done that. So that, that's, right. that, that's also on me. I've, I've not taken it. Hey, but listen, I'm sure they're listening to yeah, us. Yeah, th- so, this is so going to be the be- more direct route. I knew we were going to get to this point. We're going to be like a big deal. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. They'll, they'll listen and they're, they're probably working on it right now. All right. Anything else on Spotify before we move? Um, just, uh, I guess kind of like a minor segue. One of the things I also really like about Spotify, uh, two, two things sort of, um, is that I'm, I'm a statistics nerd. I like numbers. Uh, I like seeing stuff related to just mindless crap that I'm doing. Um, and, and Spotify is kind of great for that on two fronts. So one, it just happened a few weeks ago. Uh, every year they release what they call Spotify Wrapped. Um, it's just a whole bunch of statistics about the music that you've listened to. It'll give you your top artists, top songs, top genres, all kinds of stuff like that. The statistics, so that's like once a year. So I also use a service called last.fm. Uh, way back in the day when I first started using it, it was a streaming service. Uh, so you would listen to music through last.fm, but their hook was sort of that they really crunched the numbers and gave you all kinds of stats about your listening. Uh, they give you a weekly report and a yearly report, um, along with just like your concurrent stats all the time. Here's the number of tracks you've listened to since your account has been created. Um, once they realized that running a music streaming service is incredibly expensive and kind of difficult to be profitable at if you don't have the right licensing deals with all the record labels, they kind of backed off from being a streaming service and they instead just became sort of like that music statistic aggregation service. Um, historically back in the day, you know, if you were like playing music on, on, on iTunes or like FUBAR 2000 or whatever application on your computer, you would actually install the last.fm application and it would kind of hook into those other apps and pull in your data. Um, Spotify a few years ago actually started doing server side integration with last.fm. 
So I go into my Spotify account through like my web browser, linked it to my last FM account. And now anywhere that I play Spotify, if it's my phone, if it's on my Amazon Echo, if it's from my laptop anywhere, uh, all those statistics feed into last.fm. And so every, um, every week I get a report that just tells me, here's the total number of songs you listen to. Here's the percentage of new artists, new tracks. Um, here's the genres that you listen to. Here's the breakdown of like the time you were listening to music, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then it hasn't released yet, but they also do a yearly report. So um, I do really like that integration at the service level so that anywhere I use my account, I'm still getting those numbers in, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to explore that a little more. I did get my, uh, my year in wrap and, uh, um, I know you had said maybe, uh, it had been better, uh, presented in, in previous years, but, uh, I don't use Spotify as much as you do because I still bounce between a number of services, uh, all of which I pay for, uh, except the next one that we'll probably talk about, which will be a short conversation because, you don't use them. Uh, but, uh, um, I would have liked to have seen, uh, uh, a little less, uh, pump and circumstance in the rap and a little more, uh, uh, detail. Cause I'm kind of that analytics person as well as you. And, uh, um, it was kind of a case of, of Mr. Obvious. So I had, uh, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish were my top artist. Uh, John Waite was actually the Goo Goo Dolls were my dolls were my top artist. Hootie was second. John Waite third. Uh, an independent uh, was fourth. A guy named Nick Norman who uh, uh, we met and and watch every time we're in the Florida Keys. Really crazy, amazing artist, but has more than that written songs for famous people mm-hmm. uh, and done a really good job and. Um, some dude named Jimmy Buffett was my number five, but uh, so so I need to look into to some of the analytics that that you do and and maybe link up some of that. That that would be interesting. Yeah, the uh, I was disappointed with the Spotify Wrapped this year just because it it gave you statistics on things last year like. Um, like the percentage of artists you listen to like under a certain play threshold on the service. So basically like how eclectic or how indie are your tastes, that sort of thing. They, they really kind of broke it down a little bit, not to throw any shade or like railroad, you know, what we're literally doing right now. Um, they added in basically it's like they, they kept the report the same length this year as it was last year but they cut a lot of that sort of like deep statistics out to make room for their new focus on podcasting. So they had podcast analytics in there, which I personally don't use Spotify to listen to podcasts. So that was valueless to me. Uh, and they just kind of took out some of the other stuff, but um, last FM will hopefully kind of satisfy that niche. Once that report comes out, um, they'll give you stuff like how many days in a row did you listen to music and that sort of thing. And, um, all those numbers are really good for me. Uh, I look at my weekly report every year or every week, and uh, I'm usually somewhere in the ballpark between like 20 to 30 hours of music listened to like per week. So um, I, I have quite a bit of numbers that I like to look at through those ones. So I, I'd recommend Last FM for that. It's interesting you brought up podcasts. So um, I, I said earlier I use Overcast and, and 
I think for now and for a number of years, it's been you'd have to pry that out of my cold dead hands. And uh, I did add some some Spotify exclusives into into my podcast or my Spotify app. That the only place I can get them is there. And honestly, um, I never go look in Spotify at those podcasts. And after I've listened to one or two episodes. When I go into Spotify, I'm listening to music, mm-hmm. and it's just not been sticky at all for me. Yeah, and they've they've even tried to do things like, uh, you know, they do the daily recommendations with like your playlists and stuff. Um, they've tried to do something similar with with podcasts, and for me, it's the same. I just I think of them as music. When I open Spotify, I want to listen to music, so I'm not looking for podcasts. I just kind of ignore all that personally, but. Um, I mean, they made a big push for it. Hopefully it's working out for them. I do, I do want their service to continue to succeed, but, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed that some of the, the numbers I really like kind of got taken over by, by podcasts. Yeah. Competition is good, especially with Apple and Google. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Speaking of Apple, um, this I'm sure you have a lot to say about uh, Apple Music. So uh, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, so I've never used it in my life. And back to you, Mark. All right. Now, uh, I believe, unless they've changed, I believe you will get a decently lengthy free trial when you get your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 30 days. I can't remember what it was. I paid for it for a while. And then, and then I uh, got a f- six-month free uh, account via my Verizon. And I kept finding I was going to other services like Spotify and some of the others we'll talk about here today. And so me, the Apple fanboy, I own one or two of everything Apple has. I even pay for the dumpster fire that their News Plus services so that I can read magazines. Pay nine ninety nine a month for that. That'll be a future episode. Hopefully I'll have that canceled by the time <laughs> we get to that future episode. Um but uh Apple Music was not sticky, is not sticky, and the biggest reason I was using it was for existing content that I had uh previously uploaded and things like that. I had bought a lot of Apple music in the, in the day when you bought stuff, I bought most of my songs through Apple and not, not Google Mm -hmm. play or other places, but, um, it lost its stickiness. And, uh, unless they run a super special deal and change some things, I can't imagine me going back to them, uh, versus, uh, Spotify and some of the others. So, um, while I'm an Apple fanboy and have way more experience with Apple Music than than you do, for me there's not a lot of talk to talk about because I don't think they've differentiated themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've made themselves a destination, and um, there's some really good competition besides Spotify. That uh, I'm just wondering how that how they're going to continue to play in that market. Yeah, yeah, especially as as Apple has pretty overtly made themselves more of a services company and less of a devices company. Um, you know, they kind of, and, and it's not an Apple specific thing. Everybody's kind of hitting that same plateau of like everybody who's going to buy an iPhone has an iPhone, right? It's like, you're not going to, it's really going to be hard to ship more iPhones. 
Um, they want to make money from those services, um, and they've succeeded at doing that. But how do they take some of those ones and and differentiate them to make them better? Is 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 a question. And and you know, I I even looked briefly. I went like on a crusade, um, maybe about six months ago. Um, I was so fed up with how bad the Spotify app was on Android, and this is the testament to how good the recommendations are that. I kept using it because nothing else could eclipse that uh, where I tried like a few other services and for some like Apple music um, it was a non-starter for me just because they lock the ecosystem down so much that I couldn't use it everywhere I wanted. So for example, they, they do have an app on Android. I didn't even get to the point of installing it. Uh, it could be a dumpster fire. I have no idea. Uh, but I looked and I'm like, well, I, I can't play it on my echo. Like I can't use Apple music on my Amazon echo, which is, how I listen to music 90% of the time that I'm like sitting inside my apartment. Um, can't use it on my Google home. Um, I, at the time the Android app did not have Android auto integration. So I'm driving, I can't use it that way. And I'm like, if, if I can't use it in all these scenarios, I'm just going to look for other things instead. So, um, and, and I'm not sure where they've gone since the last time I was actually a user and paying customer. Uh, I know on the, the video side, they, they're making some improvements and doing mm-hmm. some things and being more inclusive. But yeah, to your point, I, I, I couldn't play it on my echoes yep. and, uh, heck, uh, even, you know, they weren't, they didn't have some of their video products on some other video mm-hmm. platforms as well. So, uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, at least I will, once I switch phones, I will give it a shake. So we'll, we'll see. I, I hope the interface is better than it used to be. Um, it it wasn't a terrific interface. It uh, it was not uh, easy to navigate at times. The last time I used it, mm-hmm. but it's been quite some time. Uh, I kept it for a while. Uh, re-upped when when I got the free six months from Verizon, but uh, I put a calendar notice to cancel that in advance so that I wouldn't get billed again because it there was just no value there. So yeah, yeah, it's. The, the big hurdle I can envision myself running into right off the gate, and, and it's no fault of, of Apple's, it's every, every vendor we're going to talk about today who runs one of these services, they want you to use that service, which means they don't make it particularly easy to break away from that service. Uh, so when you have used one of them for a very long time, and you've got that big repository of playlists, there's not an easy way to just say, oh, like, let me export this playlist and import it into this other service with all the same songs. It, that is not a thing. So you're, you're basically either dealing without your playlists or you're spending hours like looking at the one and then adding it to the other you know, over and over again. So, uh, But I'm going to do my best to keep like an open mind and not hold, hold that against anything and see how it goes. Or along, I'll, I'll report back. Yeah, you do that, <laughs> and and maybe I'll give them a try again. I don't know. Along along the lines of of what you were describing about uh, uh, not being able to navigate between uh, music services very well. So I was at at one point trying to decide um, Google Play Music. Do I continue to do something with that uh, or Spotify? And, and so I actually built playlists similar or the same playlist on both those services. And uh, I probably use the Apple fanboy probably uses Google play music more 
than any music service. And I find that ironic on, on many, many levels. Um, and I, and, and one of the things that I like the best about um, the Google Music solution is how good the radio stations are, stations are. So so that's the driving force to me. I find that while I'll play some of the playlists, uh, and it's nice to download those when I travel and things like that, most of my use is, even sometimes at night, is using those uh, radio stations, which do a good job of not being the same thing and being enough different material that it makes it a, a good experience. And then honestly, kind of as you were describing with, uh, with Spotify, the release radar, there are a number of songs that I have come to love just because of the way Google Play Music builds their builds their radio stations, and so um, some of the less popular songs will show up in those radio streams, and I'm like, "Oh wow, cool!" You know, I I I don't remember ever hearing that song by the Goo Goo Dolls or Hootie. We talked about in the last uh, uh, on the Spotify segment, and. Uh, so, and I really like those. And then I'll do some research and that, that is, uh, you know, it wasn't a hit. It mm. just was on an album at some point in time. And I'm like, well, I really like those because, uh, uh, I've always enjoyed listening to the artists, not, not listening to the top 10 songs and things like that. So, uh, kind of the reason we both like independent artists as well. And so, um, so I, I really use Google Play Music uh, probably more than any music app. Spotify is close, but Apple Play Music gets used most of the time um, on the way up here today. Mm. I finished a podcast, and then instead of hitting the Spotify app, I hit the Google Play Music and started one of the stations. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with that. I would say... Uh, Probably other than Spotify, the service I have used the most is Google Play Music. Uh, so I, I first actually started using Google Play Music when it was um, when it was not it was not a service that had like the the Netflix option, right? It wasn't a monthly fee, and you get a shit ton of music. Um, it initially started as you upload your MP3s to google play music and then you can play them on your different devices that was like the original start um eventually after that google added the ability to buy music from them you buy an album it goes into google play uh in fact on a very old website of mine um don't go looking for it the 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 website is no longer in existence uh when google play music started the application you had to run on either windows or i think there was a mac os one i don't recall but it's definitely on windows uh, the application you had to run to sync your music library was the buggiest application since uh, OneDrive for Business that would just, if it ever failed to upload a song for any reason, it would just die and not let you upload anything again. The most successful post I had on that website uh, described how to open the SQLite database that the application used and manually edit it to remove all the tracks so that it would kick off a fresh round of syncing and reconcile itself. That was like a wildly successful post because that application was a dumpster fire. Um, 
when they switched to saying, hey, we're going to be a subscription service, you can pay 10 bucks a month and get all this stuff. I, I wasn't a big fan at first uh, until, I'm trying to remember exactly, I think it was 2016, maybe 2015, somewhere around there, uh, they acquired a company called Songza. I don't know if you have familiarity with Songza. I do. Um, it was kind of like Pandora, but with a heavy focus on like recommendations, discovery, uh, pulling out some of those deep cuts from albums that, you know, you wouldn't normally listen to because it was track nine or whatever, you know. Um, so I used Songza quite a bit when it was a standalone thing. So I was very excited when Google purchased Songza and started to integrate a lot of that into their radio stations. I felt that made their stations way, way better. But then I ended up, uh, the recommendations from Spotify kind of out, I felt that they were a little better, so I moved in that direction. And then I've been extremely on the fence. Despite being a person who owns uh, Chromebooks and currently has an Android phone, I have been reticent to to give google play music another shake because for like three years now google has been planning its demise in favor of youtube music which i don't like at all and i don't know if they're ever going to actually do it or if they're just going to keep planning it but uh, that's that's giving me some pause as far as uh giving giving that service another try so we're one of the rare places that you two and I that you and I disagree, and and so I get Google Play Music because I am a uh, YouTube Premium subscriber, and thus I get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. YouTube Music as as well, and uh, uh, or or as one of our old bosses used to call it, Red Tube, and and. Was hard to, Much to the surprise of everyone else in the room, when he would say it in a meeting about how you had a Red Tube subscription. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> because it used to be called uh, YouTube Red, yep. and uh, I guess they figured out pretty quickly their branding was probably problematic. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you have no idea what Red Tube is, do not Google it while you're at work. Would be my recommendation. Absolutely, or while sitting at a bar surrounded by people. Also bad, not that I have had any experience Googling things. You should not while sitting at a bar surrounded by people. And he actually has, and and I won't embarrass him on the podcast, but uh, it was not something he expected to find, I don't believe. Uh, it, it was not. It was not. But you know, it, it could have been. It, it could have been. You know, I'll, I'll just, all I'll say is I don't know what's worse necessarily while you're sitting at a crowded bar looking at inappropriate things on your phone like you know opening up pornography or something or if you're just instead googling the name of male porn stars while you're sitting at the bar neither is they're both creepy in their own way that's all i'm saying it's not a good look don't don't do it either way yeah and uh i i think all the people around you probably uh, think the male porn star uh uh, search was uh, the biggest faux pas. Probably, probably. So anyway, so... Um, that was your fault, by the way. If anyone listening is curious, it, it stemmed from a conversation I was having with Mark. So it was his fault. He threw out a name I did not recognize, and so I plugged it into Google. And it was my fault, Much and I take full ownership of that, but uh, he didn't say, I'm sitting at a crowded bar, or I might have said... Don't Google this 
if you're sitting at a crowded bar. I guess it was my fault because it was one of the rare times I was sitting at a crowded bar having a beer and I did not send a picture of said beer to you. So that that's true. That's my fault. That's true. It I'll is. own that. Absolutely. It is your fault because I had no idea. There was no picture. There was none. Yeah. I'm glad we could clear this up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so I like YouTube Premium because I live on YouTube and we'll talk about streaming other streaming services in a, in a future episode, but I spend a lot of time and the ads were just driving me bug mm-hmm. hunting. And, um, and for nine ninety nine a month, I find it of great value for the number of videos I watch, uh, every week. And, and it was just a bonus that I got, uh, uh, Google play music. And then afterwards they started really concentrating on the YouTube music and I find YouTube one of the most interesting places that, uh, from a discovery standpoint, that I can find cool music. Um, many times they're videos, but the videos play in the YouTube music app just as audio. The YouTube video uh, application continues now to play audio if I close my screen so I can... It, it, it will stream just an audio signal instead of the video signal, so I'm not burning up cellular. And, and so I've been uh, an incredibly big fan of, um, of d- discovering uh, interesting artists. So uh, one of the, the groups, there's these uh, three young men, and, and they have their own original content, but uh, I found them because they do acoustic covers, big acoustic uh, fan and so they're Boyce Avenue and Boyce Avenue I believe I should look this up next time I'm in the Tampa St. Pete area I believe they grew up somewhere in the Tampa St. Pete area on Boyce Avenue and so they called themselves uh, that uh, but it's three brothers and uh, they just do an amazing amazing job of acoustic covers not only that they bring other independent artists on and and do collaborations and uh, just some some of the best music that that I've ever heard. Uh, I'm I'm not a big comedy TV watcher, but there's a TV series Modern Family. One of the the youth stars, although she's not as young as she plays anymore, Sarah Hyland, and uh, and she plays one of the characters on the show, and so I'm fumbling through some of the Boyce Avenue stuff a year or so ago. And she's collaborating on, uh, I think, one of the Chainsmokers songs. And, and I'm just like, wow, who knew she could sing? And who knew she could sing so incredibly well? And then it turned out she had a second one, second song with them. Uh, and so uh, I have, have absolutely been... Uh, been a huge fan since then. So uh, the closer is the Chainsmokers uh, song, and then um, um, there's another song, a Maroon Five song. Don't want to know. She just kills it with Boyce Avenue on both of those, and then they have all these other folks that do collaborations. So uh, I could go through a list of people. Maybe we'll throw some of these in the show notes, but. Um, Really, really outstanding stuff on um, on 
Yeah, that's I'm uh So is that is that just stuff you then found through what YouTube music as a result of that? Because I've I was sort of in the the opposite scenario that you were. I I paid for Google Play Music, and then it was the the bonus that I got uh, the the previously named YouTube Red as a result of that. And it was really nice to not have ads. I also watch more YouTube than I care to, to think about. And I, I both love and hate the fact that at least in the Android app, if I go into my YouTube profile, it'll tell me how many hours I've spent watching YouTube in the past two weeks. And I never am happy with the number, but um, um, so is it just sort of like a discovery aspect of YouTube music in particular or? So, so I think the way I discover it is different than other services. And, and so they have, uh, a number of ways. So they have YouTube sessions and and things like that. So so there are playlists, there's community, um, they they outline things, they have a spotlight series, artists on the rise and, and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I don't actually use any of those. Okay. <laughs> so I will I will just periodically search on the word acoustic. Mm-hmm and stumble across people and then I've created a number of playlists and I just drop those people in there and then I'll just start doing deeper dives. And so that's how I ran across Boyce Avenue. I, 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 I they showed up somehow, some way and I threw through two or three in a playlist and listened to it later. And I was like, Oh wow. And so I have uh, a mellow playlist that sometimes I'll listen to at night and it's got a mix of, uh, Boyce Avenue and a number of other people in it. Um, a young woman, Megan Davis, really cool stuff. She plays a lot of acoustic music. Um, so one of them is, um, um, see you. So she does a, a, a mashup with a couple of other other artists, and so it's a mashup of "See You Again," "Love Me Like You Do," and "Sugar" from Maroon Five, and and they go in and out of each song, and they're playing acoustic guitar, and it's just fantastic. And so then I look up each of the other artists in there and do a search and see things that I like, and so I'll throw some original content and some other in there, and suddenly I was building playlist. Um, and, and really enjoying the experience. And so I don't use any of the things that Spotify and, and, and Google Play Music and even Apple Music have in terms of that, that algorithm and that discovery. It's more manual for me, but I've been really happy with, with the results. And then there are people that I've known who they are, and they publish primarily to YouTube. So... Um, there were some people on American Idol. I don't really watch American Idol anymore, but I used to. And um, so a couple of the artists that I really liked on the show, I follow them independently. Neither of them has become a star, so they're really independent artists. And um, uh, both of them have kind of joined this uh, uh, collaborative group of, of musicians, and it's called Postmodern Jukebox. And they take um, they take popular songs 
and and change the arrangement and they are jazzy so it's just incredible how they take uh, i've got a playlist in front of me phil collins in the air tonight uh video uh killed the radio star um the shape of you by ed sheeran tennessee whiskey by chris stapleton country songs rock songs and they make them into jazzy blues songs and and they are absolutely outstanding now is it what i believe i believe the version they did of creep is actually on the unusually pink playlist is it all right <laughs> I think cool so, yeah. cool I've, I've listened to all of those yeah it's it's really like um it's really like almost like 40s and 50s like swing is kind of the style they do for a lot but yeah they're they're super cool for sure. it is yeah it's 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 all that and and most of them have some orchestra type mm-hmm. stuff in it mm-hmm. a lot of them have the big bass in it and uh yeah really really cool stuff and uh amazing musicians and vocalist just they really do a good job yeah it's so this this all kind of makes sense to me with the process being sort of sort of manual that you go through that that google service would be the best because it's probably got the lowest barrier to entry as opposed uh, uh, with regard to getting your content up there right like anybody can figure out how to upload something to youtube pretty easy i think probably anyone listening to this has uploaded some shit to YouTube at some point um, to get your stuff, even as like a smaller independent artist onto like Spotify. I have absolutely no idea what you've got to do, but then you combine that with like Google's history of being really, really good at search and analytics to combine those so that when you go in and you say like, well, I've listened to these things and now I'm going to search for acoustic that Google would be able to like pick out some of that more niche things that, somebody wasn't going to figure out how do I get this on Spotify and just put it on YouTube. And then Google knows, Hey, I've, they've keyworded this done analytics to know it's similar to these other things they've listened to. This is going to be a good fit. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the search is way ahead and shoulders above any other service that I've ever used. Um, yeah. Putting, putting a generic keyword like that into Spotify is it's you're absolutely wasting your time. Yeah. That's never going to work well. Yeah, and, and I did that and built some acoustic playlists in Spotify, and it was a lengthy process. Mm-hmm. It took multiple beers to get through that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah the, the, the results you get are not nearly as good. My, uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm trying to search for things, it's because like I, I read an article on Pitchfork about a new album, and I'm looking for the name of that album. Like It's always extremely specific when I'm searching things on Spotify. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm a big user, big fan. Um, I even, they, they integrated recently. So, so my speaker system in my bedroom is a Sonos. And so I wasn't able to take advantage of this until recently. They added, uh, YouTube music back or into Sonos. And so now many times I will go to bed listening to the mellow Mm -hmm. playlist or postmodern jukebox playlist or, or, one of the many others that, that I do, um, I need to go in and build out some more, uh, jamming playlists, rock and, and other things. I've not done that. Um, 
because mainly I've concentrated on on independent mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have some things that that aren't really independent. Uh, I love uh, live at Daryl's house. Daryl Daryl Hall from Daryl Hall and John Oates uh, gets different kinds of artists in in his house, and they sing each other's songs. And a lot of that's on on YouTube music and nowhere else. Mm-hmm absolutely nowhere else and so that's a good source and i I think um that is interesting that uh that a number of the artists that that i follow some of their stuff just shows up on youtube music because that's where it gets published Mm -hmm. because it's different and unique and outside of the traditional radio or the traditional um contract structure that they have with their their various companies Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So it's it's cool. Um, I don't know the, the, the last big one is Amazon music. Um, I, I signed up for Amazon music so I could get the free echo. I did the same. We were, we were in Los Angeles together at the time that offer went out. I then looked around briefly, never played a single song and canceled my, subscription nine days later i i gave it slightly more of a shake than that um i i played a couple of things and it it, to be honest i didn't i didn't dislike it Uh, i didn't think it was terrible or anything um i was just using the browser app and i did install the app on my phone i did not install like the mac os app to know if it was any good or not uh the, the thing that kind of killed it for me, though, was what I had mentioned previously, which is none of my playlists were there. Um, so I went about like um, recreating one of my playlists. Um, it's, it's a playlist that became sort of like um, my, my indie catch-all playlist, I would say. Um, I called it lunch because it was what I would play every day if I had to drive to lunch. Um, and it's like 20-some hours now. And I'm like, piss on this. Like, And then I went and canceled my own subscription yeah. as well. So I, I didn't dislike it. I, I, don't, I didn't use it enough to say if it was like good or bad. It was just it, to the, the point with Apple, it, there was nothing stand out about it enough that I was like, I'm going to look into using this instead. So absolutely nothing jumped out at me. It didn't appear to be sticky in any way for me. And I'm a Amazon prime subscriber and we'll talk about some of those in a, in a future episode, but uh, just didn't make sense for me. No, no. And then the only other thing I was going to mention is just wicked troll. Uh, you, you don't want to mention serious XM? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I get 7011 emails every day and a bunch of phone calls every week from them uh, with a bargain. So, no, I don't want to talk I, about them at all. I, I, I do as well. And I've never given them one red cent, but um, that doesn't stop them. No, it does not. What we will stop, though, I guess, is probably going to be this episode if we want to wrap it up and talk about uh do i talk about the socials that we have but don't i don't know where can people find you john uh so they can find me i've rebranded i rebranded recently impressively um, rebranded yeah re-branded. because because you've institutionalized the whole jfab hd thing um i i've i still have my old website but my new website is jfabhd.com uh, you can find me on twitter as well at 
jfab hd so um that's a good place to find me uh i also do a lot of posts on the site for my other podcast which is unusually dot pink um you can go there check that out uh and you can go to our instagram at unusually pink podcast um i don't ever post to instagram but brandy does so you can see all the cool photos she puts up there brandy brandy i know that name from somewhere does she drink beer i don't really like beer Ah, she doesn't like no, beer. No, she doesn't really like beer. So, um, how, how about you? Where can people uh, where can people find you? I, I will tell you that that I was inches away from just going ahead and registering JFab HD and linking something uh, really crazy up to it. So I'm glad you finally got the domain and and got on board. That yeah, uh, it, it 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 had been enough time. I was like, you know, it's the name cheap sale. I can. I'm not going to go hungry if I spend $8 buying this domain. And, and I, I put it on the, and we'll talk about this more in the subscription episode, I put it on the existing web server I'm already paying for. So I mean, it was no extra money in that regard. Yeah, yeah. and and it looks good. Uh, I like the color change. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I overhauled it this past weekend, so it looks pretty slick. Yeah. Good deal. Um, you find me everywhere at Craft Brew Geek. So Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook uh, any of those places. Uh, I know we're still playing with uh, ideas for our website for this, and so I'm kind of holding off to see, do we do uh, the Tumblr thing or something else before mm-hmm. I resurrect my uh, craftbrewgeek.com uh, website that uh, is currently uh, mothballed on Squarespace. Right, right. Yeah, we, we've got some other socials already like acquired for that to have the name, but uh, nothing's too live at them yet. Although hopefully maybe by the time this episode goes up, uh, we'll have some more stuff. They, there, they may so. be everywhere and we can, uh, we can, we can pimp our own show. Absolutely. But you know, until then, I don't even really like beer that much. I think it's time for us to go have a beer, whether Brandy likes it or not. Yeah. I was going to invite her, but I hear she doesn't like beer. Yeah. So. All yeah. right. Just yeah. us. Yep. Have a good one, man. See you later.